Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Karen Kenny show. I am super duper excited to be here today. And I'm going to just start with a little ditty. I'm going to tell a little story. Uh, this is something that's been kind of ricocheting around in my heart and my mind for about a month now. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to, to now share it with you. So thank you to everybody. Let me just start by this. Thank you to everybody who listened to last week's episode and, uh, about hypnosis and how I am now a certified hypno hypnotist and how I am using uh, hypnotherapy in conjunction with spiritual mentoring. I just super, oh my God, I super appreciate all your kindness, all your compassion, all your excitement and enthusiasm. So just thank you for, for the people who like sent me a note or an email or wrote or expressed interest in it. I'm just, I'm just so thrilled. So I just wanted to say that before I move forward to acknowledge it, uh, the gratitude that I have in my heart. So just thank you so much, you guys. Okay, so let's get back to the story. So about four weeks or so ago, I was down in Haverhill, Massachusetts. <clears throat> and like I said, you guys know, I came up in Lawrence, Mass and Boston, Mass and going down to the old stomping grounds can be really fun. And when I was down there, it occurred to me that I was not that far from the Methuen line. Now, my sister Pam, uh, a few weeks prior to this time, had um, brought me some fresh made oh my god i i just have to i think about it you can just see if you're watching this you see me right now my face i just goes like oh i just close my eyes with the memory of it so this really fresh syrian bread and really fresh um hummus homemade hummus that came from a place nor named korbanis so korbanis in methuen mass uh so when i finished up doing what i had to do down in haverhill it occurred to me that I probably wasn't that fast. So like I punched in the address on my phone and I'm like, oh, I'm like, it's just like whatever it was, like two miles down the road. I'm like, I'm there. I am going. So I had never been there before. I, I pull up, you know, I park in the little like mini parking lot that kind of wraps around the building and I go in. And the first thing that I smell, it just hits you right in the face is like freshly baked Syrian bread. Oh my God, you guys, I am such a sucker for bread. So I go in and then these, these racks, these stacked racks of like the really jumbo, like the big, big, big size ones. And then the smaller size ones. So Kurbani's is like a Middle Eastern, I would call it like a store slash deli slash place where you can get food, you know? And so I walk in and it's just like all these racks of freshly baked, like bags still warm. You know what I'm talking about? Like the bag is still warm out of the oven Syrian bread. And I'm just like, oh my God. So there's like the big jumbo size one and then the normal size one. And I just like start loading up my arms. I have no idea the amount of money that I'm about to spend in this place, right? I'm just like, oh my God. And I'm walking around like a little kid in a candy store. So what's happening is like all my senses are firing, okay? 
I'm smelling things. I'm hearing things. My eyes are like lit up. I'm like feeling the warm bags. Like all my senses are like pinging, right? And I'm looking at like the hummus and the tabbouleh and the falafel and the spinach, the spinacopias, the spinach pies and like the stuffed, you know, the, the, the cabbage rolls, the grape leaves, the stuffed peppers, the rice pilaf, like everything you can think of. And I'm walking around like, holy shit. And I'm also kind of taking in the surroundings, the energy of the place. And this is a family run business. So there's a lot of love in those walls. Like you can feel it. Like you go in and it's like, there's a young woman who's like cashing people out. It's another young woman, like coming through the doors, the swinging doors from the back of the place. And then there's a woman who's behind the deli counter um, who, you know, this, you know, Corbani's has been around for a wicked long time. If you grew up in the Merrimack Valley, um, you're probably familiar with like Bishop's. Remember Bishop's restaurant, double amen hands. If you know, Bishop's had like the best food and the best French fries, like on the planet. Um, and so I walk in there and I'm just so happy. Like all my senses are like lit up. I'm seeing familiar things. I'm smelling familiar things. And I'm watching this woman like interact with these two young women. And I'm like, oh, they must all be family members. Cause there was some kind of confusion about somebody having to pick up somebody. And one of them was annoyed. And it was just beautiful to kind of like watch, um, you know, to see this family kind of in action and knowing that there's so much personal, I don't know, equity. You know what I'm saying? There's like sweat and tears and blood and like love equity, like in this place. And I, I love being a part of those kind of environments. So I was just like keeping my fingers crossed that I was going to be able to find some vegan options. So I start talking to the woman behind the counter and within, within like a minute, I'm like, okay, I have a sense of who I'm dealing with. This is a woman who, you know, so when I ask her about, are there any vegan options? And I'm kind of like making this face. If you're watching the show, you can see me making the face like, oh, like probably not, but like fingers crossed. I hope so. Cause I really want to get a bunch of stuff. And she says, yes, actually I try to make a lot of like plant-based options for people. And you, I was like a little kid, like my whole face just lit up. I was so stoked. I was like, oh my God, I'm psyched right now. And she starts walking me through like, and I was just like pulling stuff out of the cooler and I'd be like, and this? And she'd be like, yep. And I was like, oh, it would go in my pile. I'm like, and this? And she's like, yep. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So I sat to realize, like I said, within a minute that this is a person who really cares, who loves to help, loves to be helpful. She's patient. She's kind. She takes a lot of pride in what she creates. And it was just like, oh, this is like my kind of person, right? I just loved everything about it. She explained everything to me. She was happy to explain it to me. Like so often nowadays, like the customer service experience can feel like you're annoying people by asking them for help, AKA just doing their job. And this was a person who seemed to delight, delight and, and, and being helpful. And my sense of her is that she is the hot beat of this business. Now I'm not saying that the other people who work there or do the shipping or do the checking out or any of that, that they aren't equally as important. But my sense of this woman was that she's like the hot, the hot beat of this business. So I'm standing in front of her deli case and I'm asking her about all these different things. And then there comes a moment where I have to kind of decide, like, am I going to get both of these things, one of these things? And I'm just standing off to the side, being quiet for a second, <laughs> as you can imagine. And I hear the door open, the door to the place open behind me. Now, when I first got there, 
Um, there was somebody like checking out, there was somebody else in one of the aisles, but I was the only other person who was like kind of asking all these questions and stuff. Now, by the time I left, the checkout line was like seven, eight people deep because people kept coming in and, and all that fresh Syrian bread, like was, that was starting to like go down. And I'm like, yeah, I don't blame you guys. This shit is so good. But as I'm standing off to the side in front of the deli case, this beautiful couple walks in and they walk down one of the side aisles. Now, how do I know they walk down one of the side aisles? Because you know who you're dealing with. I am a wicked curious person. So there's a couple of things that are happening. So as a writer, I'm always paying attention to my environment. I'm super duper, as I just said, super duper curious. Uh, I tend to, writers, we always eavesdrop. Writers, we just can't help it, right? We, we love, as Tim O'Brien says, the great writer Tim O'Brien says, writers tend to be the kind of people that like to enter into the mystery of things. So that sums it up perfectly. So I'm like, oh, who, who is this beautiful couple? Like what's happening? So I see them come walking down the aisle and paying attention. Uh, and also just as a spiritual mentor and as a yoga teacher, I've always had to be able to take in the whole of a space, the whole of a room. So, you know, my peripheral vision is like pretty good and really being able to kind of sense what's happening around me. And also as a kid who came up with a lot of trauma and, um, you know, challenging circumstances, uh, I spent a lot of my younger years, like, like, like all kids looking for cues of safety and always being aware of what was safe around me, who was around me, what was their mood, what was their body language, like what's going on. So again, my senses were already like firing because of the smells, like the delicious smells and the colors of all the things, all the food. And I was seeing things, right? Like, so like everything was just like, like dialed up my dial, my internal dial was like dimed, right? In a good way. So this couple comes walking up and the woman behind the counter, I could tell by the reaction on her face that she recognizes them, or at least it seems that way. And even if she didn't, I'm just thinking like, if she greets everybody this way, no wonder why this place is also uh, incredibly popular. Never mind just the good food. It's the good vibes. It's the good energy. Um, but so it looks up and it, it seems to me as if she knows these people. And I look, I turn around, and I look at the couple and the woman is like, she's dressed really nice, uh, not like a ball gown or anything, but she's like put together well, her hair's like really slicked back tight in a high bun. He's like standing, the gentleman is standing behind her, the guy's behind her and he's got on kind of like a beanie, a beanie hat. And the beanie is kind of pushed like back on his head, kind of just like on, but like barely on, you know what I mean? And he's looking at his phone <clears throat> and I think, oh, this is just a couple. She's coming to grab some snacks for, you know, for whoever. And he's like along for the ride kind of a thing. So he's looking down at his phone. And then the woman behind the counter says, hey, how, you guys, how are you doing? You know, just nice, beautiful greeting. And the woman <clears throat> at this point was still smiling. And so I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm just like taking it all in, but I'm probably along, if I had to go back, I wouldn't, I couldn't put my hands on a Bible and swear, but my sense is, is that she's going to say, we're doing great. So happy to see you. And all of a sudden the words that come out of her mouth is one of my sons died. Like the first thing that she says. So immediately like something in my body Oh, I'm starting to cry because I can, I can remember the moment. Just everything in my body just kind of like gunk, 
like drops. I'm holding the food. I'm holding all the stuff in my arms, right? Because now I've compiled this huge thing. And I just go like, oh, like my whole inside is just like, oh, like my hat. I call it like when I get a squishy. And I think I've talked about this before. But like when I get a squishy in my hat, sometimes it's in a good way. Like I see a wicked cute animal and I'm like, oh, and I'm just like, oh, and I grab my chest or I see like an old person, a senior citizen, like eating alone at a restaurant. It's like, oh, like you guys know what I'm talking, double amen hands if you know what I'm talking about. But I also get this other kind of squishy, like when I see something or I hear something and my hat just like, oh, like just goes out to somebody. Um, and I just feel my whole internal self just kind of like, I get the hot squishy feeling. And I'm so close to them. I don't, at this point, I don't mean to be invading their privacy or anything, but I'm standing so close to them that I can't help but overhear everything that they're saying. So when this woman, this woman who is so beautifully put together, her face, when they first walked in, she smiled at me. Like they looked over, they smiled at me. I smiled at them. She steps up to the counter. You, there's no way. There was no way I would have known that that's what was about to come out of her mouth. And I just thought to myself, you never know. You never know. And as soon as she says, my son, you know, died, the woman behind the counter now comes out from behind the counter and comes up to the couple and she puts her hand on hers and they start to talk as mothers do. And I'm listening to her and I just catch snippets of the conversation because I'm trying to be respectful, but I heard something about a program, you know, either we tried to get him into a program or he was in a program or whatever. And I just, Oh, like my hat is just breaking. And my first reaction, I swear to God, my first reaction is I just want to go. I just want to put all my stuff down and go over and, and hug the guy. Because what's happening is the mother is being comforted and the guy behind her is just kind of standing there. And I see him out of the corner of my eye and he reaches up. You know, when you're wearing a hat, and you're indoors and your head starts to get itchy. So you want to adjust the hat. And I see him make this movement. And I don't know if it's so much that the hat has become uncomfortable or he's become emotionally uncomfortable. And I see him reach up and adjust the hat. And in that moment, as I'm listening to these mothers talk about this loss of a child, I turn and I look at this gentleman and we just hold eye contact for a moment, for a long moment. And I know I can't go over and hug him because it's totally inappropriate because we're in a store in the time of still like there's a pandemic, right? Or whatever. And I'm like, I can't just go wrap my arms around this person. I don't know because although I wouldn't be uncomfortable with that, it's totally probably, I, I don't know what his personal boundary space is, but I'm just telling you, this is what's going on in my head is I just want to comfort this human and I just want to, I just want to um, extend some love to them. But I know I can't do this. So I just turn and we lock eyes and I do what, I, the only thing I know to do is I nod my head at him and I want to acknowledge, I want to acknowledge his pain and he sees me and I nod at him and he nods back 
And in that moment, I just feel like it's this transmission from my heart to his. And I'm saying, I see you and I'm so sorry. And like, I'm sending love. And the reason why I'm telling you guys this story is that the way that this woman um, and the way that this woman presented herself when she came in and she first stepped into the aisle in front of the deli counter and she looked at me and she smiled this beautiful smile. There's no way. And I just thought to myself, imagine her being somewhere else today. And maybe she was taking a little bit too long of a time for somebody's preference. And I, I just kept thinking, I felt like really protective of her. It's not, it's not, it's not my job to protect her. Let me be clear, but I'm just saying like, and I just kept thinking, where else is she going to go today where nobody is going to know what she and this gentleman are going through? How many other places, like, does she go into pump gas? Is she going grocery shopping? Is where else is she going in the world today where she's going to be around other people? And the way that she holds herself gives no indication. The external is not giving any indication of what's actually going on inside. And I thought to myself, I hope. I said a quick little prayer and I'm like, I hope wherever she goes today, she is meant with, met with like compassion and kindness and patience and mercy. Um, and I was just, you know, I was kind of transfixed. I was kind of like stuck to the spot. And I, a couple of times, like I turned my body and then like I face forward again and I turned my body and I face forward again because I'm like, it was none of my business. Like it wasn't my place to butt into her experience, but I just felt so moved and compelled. And I wanted to say something, um, but I made peace with the fact that he and I acknowledged each other and that we, we did the nod. And the way that this, again, the way that this woman held herself, I thought to myself, I bet she's one of the strong friends. You know that saying where they say, check on your strong friends. And I've said this to people quite a bit of time too, because we never know. You never know what another person is going through. I mean, unless they tell you, unless they post about it maybe on social media, but by and large, we are moving through the world. Like people move through the world and we might never know the amount of pain that they are walking around with. They, we, we may never know the amount of suffering that they're experiencing in that moment. And whether it's because they choose not to, to show their vulnerability, they don't want to be seen as weak, or they're just trying to get through the day, or they're just trying to do whatever and keep their shit together or whatever. And it's so easy for us to forget that everybody deserves compassion. Everybody deserves com um, kindness. That until otherwise noted, everybody deserves respect, right? Everybody deserves... Um, you know, for us to write stories in their favor. And as I'm watching um, this woman, I'm thinking, God, I hope people are checking up on them. I hope that just because she's able to keep it together, at least, you know, in, in the few moments and minutes that I was able to observe her, I hope, I was like, oh God, I hope other people that she's going to have support somehow. When she just said, one of my sons died. 
And then I was thinking, okay, so there's more sons, there's more children. Like, how are they coping with this loss? How is everybody doing? Like, how is this family really doing? And I just, yeah, you can tell I just keep sighing, right? Because I'm kind of refeeling it in my body as I'm talking about it. And I guess the biggest thing that I, I just want to remind everybody, and this is always, always remember everything I always say, everything I say is for my ears first. This is also for myself. This isn't me being preachy. It's just, it's just always good to be reminded of this. And I've talked about this concept, I think, in other ways on other episodes. And I was talking to my friend KT and I said, you know, I don't want to be redundant because I, I, she asked me about this story. Um, she asked me what I was doing my podcast on. And I said, oh, I got a story. And she's like, I'd love to hear it. And because I was debating, I'm like, do I tell this story? Is it just going to be like, oh, you've already kind of talked about this before on another episode. But I just feel like this is a this is a concept that uh, we, we can't ever really hear enough. I, I look at Mr. Rogers, you know, and I think um, – on every single episode, he was basically he was basically teaching us about kindness and compassion. And I'm like, did I ever get tired of hearing that? I was like, no. So this is something that I think it's important that if you do have somebody who always seems to have it together, who's always like the strong one in the group, holding the space, the one who's always reaching out and checking on you, the one who's always like, you know, uh, initiating things or whatever, do them in yourself a favor. Uh, and check on them, listen to them, ask them how they're doing, ask them if they need anything, ask them if they need help with anything, ask them if there's any way that you can uh, maybe return um, the, the favor or the space or the support to them because we never really know. And so many people are walking around with so much, so much pain, so much struggle, so much fear, so much anxiety, so much worry. And it's one of the reasons why, you know, if you did listen to, if you've, first of all, if you've just listened to my podcast for any amount of time, you know, as a spiritual mentor, this is why I do the work that I do. This is why I want to help others because I know what it's like to suffer. And I also know what it's like to go out and do some work and gather some tools and figure some things out. And at the very least, be able to share what has worked for me. Uh, it has always been my goal and I attribute it to my, you know, to my mom. Um, she inspires so much of my work is that I never want humans or animals to have to suffer, at least not on my watch and not if I can be helpful. It's one of the reasons why I do this show. And it's certainly one of the reasons why I have now added uh, hypnosis into my skill set and the work that I do, because I know how powerful it can be in helping people um, to transform their thoughts, uh, to rewire their brains and to reprogram their subconscious and to rewrite old stories and to release the limiting beliefs and identities and habits and behaviors and things that no longer serve them. Um, and I just get reminded of this when I, when I go out into the world and I'm interacting with others and I have these moments, like I have these really fucking clarifying moments when I recognize just how much um, other people are going through stuff and we have no idea. But if you pay attention, if you listen closely, if you get quiet enough, you know, you can pick up on it. 
And I always say it's also one of the reasons why I'm vegan. It's why, um, because I'm a tr I truly love animals and I, I don't want to contribute in any way to their suffering. And, um, you know, the way that I choose to live and to eat and the clothes I wear and the places that I give my money to and how I shop and events I go to, I, I get to make a difference by those choices. And I get to make a difference, hopefully, in this podcast and the work that I do and stuff like that. Um, I get to make a difference as well with humans. That is always my hope anyways. That is my, um, that is why I give my sincerest effort. You know what I mean? It's not just my, it, it is my hope, but it's also my intention more importantly. Because uh, hope is something that is external. Uh, but my intention is something that I can control. So I hope maybe that this story somehow connected with you or landed in your heart, sharing it from my heart. Um, and that it, it allows you or maybe motivates you or inspires you or to, to consider. I always say this is a consideration. Take, what, take it or leave it. You know, I'm not, I'm not here to, to uh, you know, make anybody do anything. You're all, you're all uh, have autonomy. You're all adults with agency and your own uh, authority and authorship, right? So it's like, but maybe you'll take this and keep it in mind as you move through the world, as you interact, interact with other beings of the human and animal variety. And, and just keep in mind, you never know. You never know what a person or an animal is going through. Um, unless again, of course, it is wicked obvious or they share, but there's so much that gets hidden uh, underneath the surface. And there's so much that gets hidden in the subconscious mind. There's so, th th sometimes people will only give us access to so much, right? Because it's how they keep themselves safe. It's how they mm, like protect themselves. Uh, there's a way of kind of, emotionally keeping your walls or your dukes up, not necessarily your fist. Um, so yeah, so this couple in this family has been on my mind for the last month and I'll never know who they are. I'll probably never, ever, ever see them again in my life, but they are my brother and sister and uh, their child that they lost is, was also um, a brother of mine. And if we all could start to think about this as we move through the world that our human and our animal brothers and sisters, we all want the same thing. We all want the same thing, which is to live free from harm, which is to be free, which is to um, not have uh, be inflicted upon, um, that, that we experience kindness and health and wealth and goodness and creativity and joy and happiness and all, all the stuff that we all want for ourselves. Uh, P.S. Other people want it for themselves too. And all animals want to live and all animals want to live uh, free from harm and suffering and not being raped and tortured and murdered and killed. So it's just stuff to keep in mind. And that's what I have for you this week. This is a short little story. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of the Karen Kenny Show family. I love you guys. I appreciate you, all my loyal listeners. Um, if you want to find out more about um, the my new offering of spiritual mentoring combined with hypnotherapy, uh, just send up a flare. I have not changed. Well, maybe by the time you hear this, I'll have updated my website. Uh, but really, this is a wicked personal thing for me where, um, you know, the way that we find out if we're a good fit is you can reach out to me. I'll answer a few of your questions. 
uh, let you know about the investment of the time, the finances, the whole thing. If it feels like a good fit, we'll hop on a consultation call and take it from there. Uh, I'm not taking a ton of clients, right? So I have one right now and maybe, but again, by the time you hear this, I might have uh, a few more, a bunch of people reach out to me, which was wicked exciting, which just is a, is a nod from my spiritual team that I'm on the right path. So that was wicked exciting too. All right, you guys, I love you. Wherever you go today, keep in mind that you never know. So lead with love, lead with kindness, lead with patience, lead with compassion and mercy and grace and forgiveness in your heart if possible. Wherever you go, leave yourself, the people, the place, the animals, and the environment better than how you first found it. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.